Hey man, what's going on? Oh, not much. Have you heard of uh, Frank Abagnale Jr.? Frank Abagnale Jr. Abagnale 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 Abagnale. I think it's Abagnale. It's Abagnale. Yeah. No. Oh man, (laughs) this is gonna be fun then. Okay. I was a little worried when I come I, into episodes just so excited. <clears throat> you come into episodes. Hey, have you ever heard of Frank Gabriel <laughs> Jr.? I'm excited. I have so much excitement right oh, now. Oh, this will you be start again? fun then. Looks like TSA is having a soup party tonight. Baby. I don't know how they. Yeah, no, I save kids from <laughs> cancer. <laughs> I, uh,. We'll make out tomorrow or something. <laughs> yeah, something weird. Like, so he has his own little mini cult, and uh, she wanted to text her her female friend. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I get two girls' phone numbers out of this." I <laughs> said, so "There you go." Things I learned last night. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey guys, hey, have what's going on? You heard of Frank Abagnale Jr.? Welcome to Tillin Podcast. Jeez. Yeah, let's do let's do a whole episode as if we're like kid YouTube creators, not children YouTube creators. YouTube creators for kids, but we're adults. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, guys. Check out my house. Make sure you subscribe. I saw one that came up on and I do you click them? Do you watch the Mr. Beast videos on the Tillin account? Because no. anytime I go to check the Tillin YouTube, the suggested videos are like Caleb. YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, but one of them was like, I built a secret gaming closet asterisk. No one knew. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, they didn't know. Yeah, that. Yeah, I turned my garage into a pirate ship. (laughs) Does it work? (laughs) The amount of money that goes into those YouTube videos is legitimately insane, and the amount of money they make is legitimately legitimately insane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the highest like net earnings on YouTube is a kid YouTuber. I think it's that toy, that unboxing, that toy. Ryan? No, no, no. I think that no. I think Mr. Beast is the highest. I I thought as far as like earning. You're saying unboxing with Ryan out earns Mr. Beast. I thought I heard that. Maybe like maybe views. Mr. Beast overtook him. Maybe this was a few years ago, but I thought at least at one point he was the highest earning YouTube. I don't channel. think it was the highest earning. I think it was just an article about how insane it is that this seven year old made twenty two million dollars in a year. Maybe he was the highest earning single YouTube channel like single. That might be true because because Mr. Beast has like 40 channels. Okay, I don't know, but I know I know I saw something where it was like he was the highest at one point. Here's the highest and we have one. If you're listening, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah, we also have a kids YouTube channel. <laughs> Tillin for kids. Yeah, it's really it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, we do the same episodes, but we're just really weird about it. <laughs> Hi guys. We hey, do. Well, we hey, well, do weird kids. Oh, it's man. just a voice dub. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. If you really want uh to go down that path. I'm I have all of the footage from you being a, a, a kids minister. Oh gosh, I do. I do actually have a kids YouTube channel essentially. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. We made some fun like content. And subscribe. 
Anyways, <laughs> speaking of speaking of juniors, <laughs> am I right? Speaking Frank, of speaking of little kids, uh, Frank Frank Abagnale Ab- Abagnale Junior. Yes. Uh, he was um, <clears throat> one of. Uh, one of the greatest con men of our time. Uh, okay. Very successful at it. Um, uh, and this is his story. <laughs> uh, he was born in uh, 1948 in uh, the Bronx, New York City. Okay. Uh, um, uh, to uh, his parents, his, his dad. Let owned- me guess his dad's name. Huh? Let me guess his dad's name. <laughs> guess it. Guess yeah, it. If I get it right, <laughs> if I get his dad's name right, it right, it's yeah. gonna be wild. Okay, let's see. All right. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I'm blanking. <laughs> I can't think of a single name. Give him a name. Get the man a name. I need a name. The show can give him a name. <laughs> the show can give him a name. <laughs> All right, so he's born to Frank, and uh, what's his what's his dad's name? <laughs> that's the joke that's I was gonna make. Frank is his mom's name. I was waiting oh, for you to make yeah, a name, and I was. Gonna, I'm a uh, comedian. Uh, Professional. You stole my joke. Okay. I didn't steal nothing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So Frank's Frank's dad uh, owned like a textile company in New York, and they were pretty well off. Like it wasn't like a a company, but it was a company. You know, like you sure. know, they, they were doing well. Uh, until uh, he was 12 years old, and his parents split up. Uh, because his dad was spending too much time on his job and not on his on textiles. What yeah. is textiles? It's like like fabrics and things. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. and I just like man, you would throw away a whole family <laughs> for this for this good velvet. You know what I'm saying? I just love my velvet. I just, okay, I can't break away from the from just, the textiles. I just have you felt this cashmere? Uh, yeah, so she left him. Honey, uh, I, wait, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to leave the store. <laughs> I can't just leave. <laughs> have you felt? Have you all felt the, the new silk? All the fabrics. The new silk. We just got a new shipment in. What do you? I know my kid. His name's Frank. Yeah, it's Frank. They're all Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they divorced? Uh, yeah, he was just spending too much time working. Uh, and then they well, they didn't divorce; they separated. And then when he was sixteen, they they formally divorced. It's a pretty long separation. And, and uh, <clears throat> here's here's an unhealthy a four thing year separation. that they did. That's a um, they that's decided a presidential term. <laughs> they said, "All right, it's time to finalize this." Yeah. Uh, whenever they finalized the divorce, they did an unhealthy thing, and they told the kids, "They said you can choose who you live with." Um, and so the kids all got to make their own decisions. How many kids were there? <clears throat> I think there was three um, and they all chose to live with his mom except for him. He was like, I'll stay with dad um, and like, I also love fabrics. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's exactly what happened. What are, you, what are you talking about? They let the kids pick what they line them. They line the parents up like dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, and they it's were like, like, who do you want to live with? I'll take mom. <laughs> like, what the frick, man? Don't put your kids through that. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that uh, yeah, it's a pretty good way to create some trauma in your child, and it shows with the life that Frank went on to lead. Um, so he moved in with dad, and uh, he was 16 at the time, so he had just got his driver's license, and he started, you know, doing what 16 year olds do, driving his car around everywhere, hanging out with his friends, meeting girls, and he realized he didn't have the money for how much gas he was using. Okay. And so he went to his dad and he asked his dad if he could get 
um, a gas check card. And I guess a lot of gas stations at the time had what was called the gas check card before credit cards. Yeah, which was essentially a credit card that you use just at the gas station for gas. Okay, and then you would go pay off your bill. Um, and his dad trusted him, and he said, "Yeah, just be responsible. Don't use too much gas. Yeah, you can have this gas check card." And so he started doing that for a little bit, and then he realized that you didn't have to use the gas check card on just gas. It could be used on anything at the gas station. And he snacks. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> snacks. Wait, you told me I could get chips with this too, bro. <laughs> that's a game changer. <clears throat> yeah, that's what you know. I used to be friends with the the clerk at the gas station by my house when I was in high school. Yeah, you were friends with everybody at your. What are, you what are you trying to say? There was like seven people there. In my hometown. <laughs> yeah, I was friends with him. We had to because he's my cousin. But uh, no, I was friends with uh, and we, you know I'd go there and I'd get my two Mountain Dews a day. Yeah, I would drink. Well, that uh, not a day, just the ones after school. <laughs> I drink way more than that. And so, uh, yeah. but I'd go in every day and I'd get the big, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Mountain yeah, Dews. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Mountain Dew voltage came out, and that oh. wasn't on the that wasn't on the machines. You got it too. You got it, yeah. But I put it on my check card. <laughs> yeah, on my on my gas station check card. And the guy was like, "You know, this isn't real, right?" He's like, "You can't." He's like, he's like yeah. "You know, it's 2011, right?" Like, you don't <laughs> you don't have to have to use a check card. Yeah, you can just steal. You can just steal this. <laughs> you know, I'm blind, right? Uh, I was so like, really uh, coincidentally when he moved in his dad, I haven't mentioned this yet, but coincidentally they moved to Mount Vernon, New York. Oh. Uh, so same thing. I knew that <laughs> uh, so they moved there um, and uh, he realized I could spend this on anything at the gas station and at the time gas stations were often you all right, man. You seem like you just zoned out a little bit. No, I was just kind of <laughs> looking down at this at the label that says don't exceed more than two as I've just finished my third. And, Celsius. Uh, yeah, there's like a little yeah. bit of like a, a fear that kind of goes over you. Yeah, you know? smashing energy drinks today. I'm fine. Yeah, he'll be good. I didn't I didn't sleep last night, but I'm just sitting here yeah. going like that's the problem. If you sleep, dude, basically you've been up for 48 hours. Did, so that means you can have four of those today. That's what I'm thinking. When that's is the clock that, reset? That's, how that that's a real question, <laughs> but no, bro. It was one of those times where like 1 30 in the morning I was pleading with God and I was please like God, God please let me you fall let asleep me sleep right now. I literally I out loud you prayed last night and I said God this is not a joke. Kneel down. I'm reading a book bed. about prayer right now. I said God would you please make this two and a half hours of sleep I'm about to get supernaturally restful. I don't know how <laughs> but if I can feel like I got a full nine hours of sleep that would be wonderful. Did it work? No he doesn't answer my prayers. <laughs> He yeah, I got those. three Celsius today. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he I just drink, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I've given you everything you need, <laughs> and um, to the abundance. Honestly, yeah, there you, you go. Know. No, I just God. had. I'm sorry. I had a moment of fear where I was like, Oh man, is it my neck sore or is? It <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, if my eyes pop out of my face, just you know, keep going. Just push them back in. <laughs> push them back in and call it good. <laughs> Sorry. So he got this check card. Yeah. So he, he realized he, that he could spend it on anything, and Would most gas stations at the time, lottery uh, tickets were no. Oh, they were dang. also uh, mechanics, and so he was like, "Hey, I'll buy some tires." And so he bought a set of tires, and then he took those tires to another shop sold and them sold them for, hey. for like a hundred bucks or something. 
and because he wasn't paying off his card, he got free gas and like a hundred bucks <laughs> and he just started doing that every time he got gas. Who's paying off the card? I mean, it's his dad's check card <laughs> that stresses me out. So he's doing this every time he gets gas for a few weeks and then his dad goes, hey, <laughs> this is exactly like when I was in middle school and the girl behind me in science class didn't have a little texting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I have a little bit of texting, and uh, she wanted to text her her female friend. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Well, I get two girls' phone numbers out of this. I <laughs> said, so, There you go. <laughs> and <laughs> so she would use my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. To text her friend in yeah. a different town or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the month, my mom informed me that I also don't have a little bit of texting. <laughs> Oh, I thought it she was, was limited. Like, what are you doing? Why did you spend two hundred dollars worth of text messages? Yeah, that was a bonkers time. Oh, dude, you know they were they were always like, yeah, we're never gonna have a limited internet. You know, it's yeah. never gonna be an option. They, they, you know, we make way too much money on on internet. You yeah, know? remember like the, the commercials, the rollover minutes. <coughs> yeah. Oh my god. What gosh. a nightmare. What a nightmare. The whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we've lived through the caveman era. Praise God. So I'm saying, like, so is, does his dad find out? I mean, yeah. So eventually, the gas station comes and is like, "Hey, you owe us thirty five hundred dollars. You gonna 30, pay that? He did this thirty five times. Yeah. Well, Ish. I mean, it's yeah, probably less than that. But I mean, it, this is like the 1950s. So probably, I don't know. I don't know how much thirty five hundred dollars is a lot of money for the 50s. It's a lot of money now. My dad, my kid spends thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> My kid spends thirty five hundred dollars when he was supposed to be spending forty. <laughs> then I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm like, ah, you're just like me. <laughs> you are my kid, aren't you? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, I do this fun thing where I just kick it down the road too. That's what I do. I just yeah. go. That's that's future Jaren's problem. That's your issue, not yeah. mine. Right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> In a couple situations, I'm future Jaren, and I don't think it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, a little I'm frustrated. A, I'm pretty ticked that I'm I did pretty that. Mad about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's future. That's future, future Jaren's problem. problem to deal with. Not my problem. Yeah, not the, yeah, yeah. You know how it works. So the, the gas station's like, hey, you owe us thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, and so he goes to Frank Jr. and is like, hey, here you've been buying tires. <laughs> Why'd you buy thirty sets of tires? <laughs> he goes, he goes, I, just, I was. Um, he's like, you want to see my tire? See my, my <laughs> he's like, I turned the garage to a tire. Don't look in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Don't you don't understand? One day, kids' YouTube will be really big. And I built a pirate <laughs> ship in the garage out of tires. No one knew. <laughs> Jeez. And so his dad sent him to. I'm training. School. I'm training. I'm training. He's got him like lined up. To <laughs> Yeah, no, his dad sent him to boarding school, like this Catholic boarding school. Okay. Um, and it was like a behavior modification boarding school. It's like one of the ones where Did your parents like, ever threatened to do that to you. No. Yeah, mine neither. <laughs> <laughs> like, send your kid here. We'll send him back. They'll be good. Just like yeah. your dogs. It's, I was gonna say it's like dog <laughs> training. Yeah. We'll do your kids or your dogs, whichever yeah. ones you need. <laughs> yeah. Now, for whatever reason, like some. <laughs> send us your dog. Get a kid half off. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like sometimes. Uh, when my when my dad's eating, he'll accidentally make a noise like, <coughs> and I'll, go, I'll just stand up for some reason. I don't know what's going on. And I can't like I can't. And my stop legs, it. my legs lock. <laughs> Doesn't matter what's in my lap. And I'm know? just like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm standing I'm so, right I, now. I, I'm sorry. I can't understand why I'm standing. Uh, so he gets sent to this boarding school. Sure. Immediately hates it. And yeah. He runs away, and he never sees his dad again. 
Uh, that was the end of his relationship with his dad. He didn't oh. see his mom for another like 15 years. Ended up seeing finding his mom later in life, uh, but his dad passed away before he could track him down. Oh, um, really? That's yeah. Sad. So it's super sad. Um, and so as a now just like a 16 year old kid sure. who is out on his own, he realized pretty quickly that he doesn't know how to get money. Um, <clears throat> and so he tried working a couple different jobs and uh, uh, because he was only a 16 year old kid. He was only getting like two bucks an hour from all the jobs he was applying for. Yeah, so he said like, this is going to pay for the tires. <laughs> he said, How am I supposed to buy, buy tires with two bucks an hour? So he in so he forged his license instead of saying 1948. He changed it to 1938. So now he's a 26 year old guy instead of a 16 yeah. year old guy and everybody started paying him more and he's like hey that was easy three dollars an hour. <laughs> Well, it was a, a couple bucks more because uh, he's an experienced adult now. Sure, but he even realized after that he was like, he's like, this isn't the kind of work that I want to be doing. He's like, I don't like washing dishes at this restaurant or whatever. Like, sure. And so he quit his jobs, <coughs> and uh, he had a better idea, uh, forging checks. And so he just started <laughs> doing a little bit of light Heck check fraud. Heck yeah, dude! Uh, and uh, realized if I'm writing a check in New York City. Uh-huh. for a couple hundred bucks for some individual. No one asks any questions. Then if I go over to Jersey City, do the same thing and then I go back over to the Bronx. It's like if I go to all these different towns, if different I just banks, keep moving. Yeah, if I'm all over the place, he's like it gets hard to track. No one realizes that I'm doing it and even if someone does catch on and catch me. Well, and by the time they <coughs> by the time they realize. Yeah, it's been a week. Yeah, yeah, I've spent the money. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, and at the end of the day, if I get caught for one of them, a couple hundred bucks, they can't connect all of them. They don't know that it's all happening. Sure, and I'm, I'm, it's not that. Is big he using it all the same name? Like he's doing the same check, or so what? It, it, it changed over time. At first, like he, he was using the same name, and then he started getting a little bit more sophisticated and doing some minor identity. And he's still stuff sixteen at this stuff. point. Yeah, yeah, smart kid. So he's going around doing all this, and he realizes. Um, he I also did this in high school. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody in my town knew me. Yeah, <laughs> I, had to wear, I had to wear weird disguises and stuff. Came in with this mask on. It just got like, I know that's to you. the point where it wasn't like I was like, man, if I just spent all the time I'm spending <laughs> on this makeup and you know faking these checks, I could yeah. just earn this money. Earn real checks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That's he didn't learn this. Yeah. Uh, so he, um, he. Meanwhile, his friends. Uh, we're like, hey, if you wear a suit and we leave, like, and we all skip school and you drive us around, then people will think we're on a field trip because he's like six foot tall, had a touch of gray in his hair, and they're like, if you just wear a suit, people will think you're our teacher, and we could get oh, away with skipping okay. school. <laughs> what you I, you're like, you're on our field trip, and I was like, what's he driving a bus? <laughs> like, okay. No, they would just go somewhere and like they'd be out in public, and people would just assume. Oh, there's a bunch of kids that are skipping school, and they're like, "Oh, that's an adult," and they must be on yeah, like a field who, trip or something. Did people to the mall, care to the movie in the fifties? The people were like, "I think, hey, you, there's a pack of kids. Shouldn't y'all be in school?" I think so. Really? <laughs> pointing a gun at them? No, no, it's just a freaking. Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you guys be in school right now? <laughs> like, uh, I do think. Sorry, sir. I do think at the time that you could get a legitimate ticket for not being in school during school hours. I think that was a thing up until like the seventies or eighties. Really? I do think that was a thing. I don't know if that's accurate, 
but I think that was a thing. Okay. I don't know. I could be lying right now. <clears throat> and so because of this, like they had been using him for this for a while. All his friends were using him uh, to get out of school. Sure. <clears throat> and so he realized he said, I pass for a grown up. And so he devised this plan. And what he did is one day he called Pan Am, the airline, and like caught their switchboard and was like, hey, I have a weird issue. He said, I've got a flight in four hours. I'm a pilot on a flight. I've got it in four hours. Uh, but overnight, uh, I took my uniform to the uh, uh, to the cleaners to get cleaned overnight before this flight. And I just showed up to pick it up and they lost it. And he's like, I've got this flight in four hours. I don't have a uniform. I don't know what to do. And they were like, well, don't you have a spare? And he was like, I do. He's like, but I didn't bring it with me on this trip. It's in San Francisco. I, I have no way to get it in time for this flight. So they're like, okay, we'll patch you through to employee services. And so they patch him through this guy in employee services. He tells the whole story to him and the guy was like, okay, <clears throat> give me a second. And he's like, he's like, I'll be right back. So he's on hold for a little bit and the guy comes back and is like, hey, we have a distributor in New York in Manhattan. Here's the address. They know you're coming. Just go tell them what's up. They'll fit you in your uniform and uh, that's what I'm saying, man. They said because because this was your mistake, not ours. You have to pay for it, but you can get it in time for your flight and, and he's like, I'll write a check. <laughs> So he fully planned. Yeah, he fully planned to pay for it with check shows back up shows up to this place gets fitted in this uniform uh, and it's like, okay, I'll, I'll write you a check and the guy's like, oh, we don't take check and he's like, oh, yeah, that guy's like mm, <laughs> uh, no <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, I'll pay cash and the guy was like, oh, we don't we're not going to do cash right. for this either and he's like, he's like, what's he like? I only take trades. You got no. you got any chickens. <laughs> yeah, you got to pardon me for this. No, <laughs> he said, he said, he said, he said, like, do you happen to have any tires? <laughs> <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, well, sir, I do. We are we're the number one seller of Pan Am uniforms and, and tires. tires. <laughs> no, uh, he said, he said, no, Pan Am's just going to take it out of your paycheck, dude. Uh, and he's like, even better. <laughs> and so <laughs> what's his what's his goal though? Is he just trying to fly somewhere? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you like it, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Uh, speaking of future episodes, we have a ton of past episodes. Uh, we have a back catalog of well over a hundred episodes. Uh, so check those out. My current favorite is Nellie Bly. She was a journalist from the early 1900s who totally changed the industry, especially for women in the industry. Super cool story, but also kind of crazy. Uh, some of the things that she did. Uh, we had a lot of fun in that episode, so check that out. Uh, don't for forget to subscribe, but ultimately just thanks for being here. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver infused fabric, and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And 
The wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle-Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. So remember, remember how I said he noticed if I go to different towns, yeah, I, it's easier. So to is not he just trying to get to a different state? He's like, if I could figure I, out how to fly for free, he's like, I could just go all over the place and be untraceable and just get all these checks and also get to see the world at the, at the same time. And so, okay, he gets his uniform. Uh, he puts he. Suits up in his uniform. Where'd that picture go? I had a picture of him in his uniform, uh, oh. and and he. Uh, he Do we really? He not only gets this. Was uni- he taking selfies? <laughs> he was. He not only gets his this uniform, but he sits down and he says, "Okay, um, I I'll, I'll grab uh, model airplanes, like man Pan Am model airplanes, and I'll take those, and I will. Um, they have like the stickers that you stick on the." the side of the airplane, you know, uh-huh. and so he took those stickers and he pre Photoshop photoshopped it like actually like cut and paste it into an ID badge uh, like a Pan Am ID badge and he got it like copied and made it look professional and like copied what the Pan Am what ID badges look like <clears throat> just like you did when you graduated. Yep, and then Frank Taylor and then this is uh, this is him in his uniform. Uh, he had someone take that picture of him. <laughs> someone else had to take that picture of him. He's like, "Hey, could you take this picture of me in this uniform?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure. What's this for?" Uh, Halloween f- for my <laughs> calendar. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, and so he then goes to Lagardia and is like, "All right, I'm gonna figure out how to fly." And so he says, "The first day he did this." He what the heck are you talking about? I'm gonna figure out how to fly. He's like, I spent four hours just walking around the airport figuring out how to get on a dang plane. Like he's like, what do I do now? Uh, and so he's just walking around the airport trying to find a way in. Finally, it's dinner time, so he sits down at a table to grab some dinner at the like the concession stand. <laughs> and What's uh, popcorn and a and a nacho <laughs> basket. What are you talking about? Concession stand. I realized that word was a weird <laughs> word. He was <laughs> yeah, he's just there and just like, uh, give me a hot dog, please. <laughs> <laughs> you're waiting. You're but waiting. he's a kid. He's a 16 year old kid. He's like, give me a hot dog, please. <laughs> you're waiting at a eight, gate A34. This guy comes. He's like, hot dogs. Get your Bro, hot dog. do not even put past it, man. <laughs> You mean, I mean airport hot dogs I've seen <laughs> people will bring them on the plane. You know what happened to me the other day? Oh, you know, someone next to me on the, on the flight had a bowl of soup. A that's not a plain soup. food. That's not plain food. <laughs> Where did you get and that? Listen, it was not airport soup. That was <laughs> that was, that was home, a soup. home soup. <laughs> they had home soup on that plate. They, un- they yeah. unwrapped it from it. You know, it looked like the saran like the saran wrap. 
Oh, so they Tupperware that and they carry. Yeah, that's was what it I'm below saying. Three ounces. It must have been. Wow. <laughs> Security what was like, they what's brought this? It? He's like, oh, that's my no, 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 no. soup. <laughs> it's more than three ounces total, but it's in seven, <laughs> it's different, seven tubs. different tubs. So it's a bunch of different. Soups. So you can't take that. Yeah, you can't take that. And the guy's like, what kind of soup is that? He's like, broccoli cherry. He's like, that's my favorite. That's mine. <laughs> He's like, okay, now I have six. I've got so much broccoli cheddar soup. <laughs> Looks like TSA is having a soup party tonight. Baby. I don't know how they made it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Maybe it's chowder. Consistency is different. Maybe maybe he had it in the can, and then in the airport he opened it up and heated they it don't up. Care. And wrapped you it can't up do and that. Then, you can't bring a can of soup <laughs> through the airport if it's sealed. No, really. No. What have you never been? To the airport, <laughs> I thought you could. I thought as long as it was sealed, a sealed container of liquid can come through. No, if it wasn't sealed, then mm. it's the limit. Nope. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't know then. Yeah, maybe you're was, one of the people I hate. Maybe it was powder soup. You're one of the people I hate. Like he powdered it. I see you guys. You'll you'll, you'll try to take the morning flight, even though yeah. you do not fly. You belong on the nine a.m. <laughs> and so you'll be there on my five thirty. <laughs> We're walking through security and you're arguing with the security guy. You're like, I, it's sealed. And they go, I don't care. And because they're, they suck. And they, suck. they do, they do. They, they're really nice if you just go through and you do what you're doing. It's but part of the interview. They as say, soon as you come through with a can of soup, they lose their freaking minds, bro. How many canned soups do people bring through bro, security? Have you not seen the case of stuff that TSA stopped? They want to act, like act like it's guns, but it's just it's soup. Just it's soup. just it's just soup. It's cans of soup that look like guns. Yeah, the S in TSA stands for soup. soup. We don't like soup on our planes. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, Frank, Frank. So Frank's walking around this airport. He finally gets the concession. He's got his hot some, dog. some dogs and he's, some sitting dogs. Down, he's sitting down eating and a couple TWA pilots are walking by grabs sure. something to eat. They sit down and with he them. goes, hey, how do you guys get on planes? He's <laughs> this random question. If where you do were, the pilots go? Yeah, where do the pilots go? And they're like the sky. I don't know. What are you? I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> no, they sat down with him. They're like, "Hey, can we eat with you, man?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they, they like exchange pleasantries. And then the TWA pilot is like, "So, <laughs> so what's a Pan Am pilot doing at LaGuardia?" And he was like, "What?" And he's like, "Pan Am doesn't fly out of LaGuardia." And he was like, "He's like, yeah, I know. I was just checking out the other airports. <laughs> He's like, I just, I was just to making sure you guys are the, flying. Yeah, I'm the airport inspector. I'm the. <laughs> you guys got any soup on you? <laughs> hey kid, you got you got any soup? Should you be in school? <laughs> Shouldn't you be in soupless school? So uh, he thinking quick on his feet was like, oh, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm actually not flying today. He's like, they just got me a flight out to Chicago. I'll fly from there tomorrow. And he's like, but this was just a quicker, a quicker flight. So they booked this one. And they're like, ah. Uh. And then they asked him a question that he didn't know how, how to answer. They said, what equipment do you use? Which apparently at the time was a very common phrase that pilots used to ask what kind of planes do you fly? They sure. Say, what equipment do no, you I use? No, I knew that. Okay. <laughs> they said, what equipment do you use? And he didn't know what that meant. And so he was like, well, he's like, I know a lot of planes. Like I know general electric is a normal contractor that like manufactures their engine okay. gears and stuff like that. And so he says general electric and the pilot was like, what do you fly washing machines? <laughs> and uh, he's like, yep. he was like, he's like, he's like, ah, hey, he's it's like fifties. Like, he was like, he's like, ah, oh, I got to catch my flight. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and I was like that guy flies washing machines. <laughs> you believe that? I never thought I'd be a washing yeah. machine pilot. 
TWA2297. Uh, Tower, I've got a refrigerator in sight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, proceed to runway 19. Uh, okay, I'll follow the refrigerator in. <laughs> yeah, he's flying a refrigerator. He's flying this fridge around. Um, and so he, he kind of escapes this conversation. Apparently, those guys didn't say anything to anybody and weren't like, there's something sketchy about that pilot. They were just like, that was a normal pilot. Yeah, uh, but you know. <laughs> he had Why a would they? He had a uniform. He had an ID card. Yeah. Nothing bad's ever happened hanging yet. hanging out at the concession stand. <laughs> you know? <God. laughs> what? It's 1950 something. Uh, yeah, yeah. What I year get, is it? 19? It's probably the 60s at this point. You don't know. Late he's 16. It's late 60s. Yeah, because he was born in 48. So it's so mid 62. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Nothing like not like <laughs> nothing. Like yeah. People yeah, have the hijackings haven't started. Those yeah. were the 70s. So, yeah. Um, DB Cooper hasn't <clears throat> happened. Yeah. Like all this is things haven't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. So he There's no he no starts, need for alarm. He starts walking around the airport trying to find. Okay. They 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 did mention one thing in that conversation that kind of te- teed him off. He's like, I need to figure out what that is. They said, Oh, when he said that he was flying on another airline to get to Chicago, they're like, Oh, you're deadheading, mm-hmm. and he didn't know what that was. He was like, I need to figure out what that is. Yeah. So he found out that deadheading is something that I I don't know if this is still a thing, but it at is. the time, uh, uh, you could fly on just any airline. You could yeah. show up and say, Hey, I'm a pilot. I'm flying to this other thing. Yes. You got any open seats on this flight, and they would let you sit in that or sit in one of their open seats in the cockpit, yeah, and take you out to the jump seat, whatever, yeah, whatever your next flight is. It's still a thing, yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how it works now, but at least at the time, what they would do is they would just keep track of other deadheads for the month. They would send a bill to the airline for the pilots that they deadheaded with. So oh. it was like D high TWA here, there was one deadhead here, and at the end of the month, they would just send it off, and so. Pan Am would get a bill for like 20 grand of from all the deadheads that month sure. and they wouldn't know who deadheaded. It was just like we just had a bunch of deadheads. <laughs> How many times are you going to say it? <laughs> it's a great word. Deadhead. deadhead. Yeah, it's a great band too. It's a great deadhead. Uh, <clears throat> and he's like perfect and he's like so that's What's my Sacramento. We're deadhead. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, uh, and he's like that's my aunt. So he would just put on his uniform waltz into the airport walk up to a flight that was the most interesting and he would just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to watch? <laughs> and that would, one sounds interesting. And he would just deadhead, and he flew all over the world. Yeah. And he would land, wear his uniform. Did he eventually learn, like, because if he's sitting in the cockpit? Yeah. So he picked up enough words to be able to sound like he knew what he was talking okay. about. Like he was one of them. Like he he's started like, to pick up the lingo. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know about wings and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he would land and he would find a bank yeah. near the airport. No, the other day I had a jammed oiler on. <laughs> what was that? They're like, what do you, you say? Know, uh, in a, Can you say that again? More? Uh, uh, sorry. Hot dog in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> he would get off the he would get off the plane, stay in uniform, bring his little luggage, go to a bank close to the airport, and then forge a Pan Am paycheck, a couple hundred bucks, sure, and just traveled around doing this. Um, over the years, he did this for about forty years, 
And over the course four of four years, yeah, over the course of four years, this is his full time gig, basically. Over the and course, no one's noticing. Yeah, no one's picking up on it. Okay. And over the course of four years, he travels to twenty six countries. Um, Pan Am. Is he a passport? Pan Am. Yeah, Pan Am went back over. Well, I guess he could forge a passport. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> that was stupid of me. Yeah, if he's forging a pilot little tag or whatever, yeah, you know, he could forge a passport. That was dumb of me. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, he probably had an authentic passport. Yeah, <laughs> 17, 17 years. You know what I'm saying like, what, what yeah, heck? maybe I don't know. Maybe he did. I haven't seen anything about his passport. Maybe he did forge a passport. He okay. must. Have. He must have. Sure. Um, Pan Am estimates that he traveled over a million miles in the air doing this. Uh, and okay, so he was out a lot. And he would just in all these different towns do a couple hundred dollar paycheck. Yeah. Um, was using all these different names and aliases, and. Over the course of those four years, he made two point five million dollars on bad checks. And he's not and, paying taxes either, dude. And like, he saw the world. Oh, yeah, like, of course. Uh, How many years in prison would you do? <laughs> None. Okay. None. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Mm. How many would you do? Oh, I'm, could I listen to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's uh, uh, year four, though. Yeah. Um, FBI knows what's going on and they're watching him and he feels the heat. And so he says, I got to how do they catch him? How do they how do they know what's going on? Because there's this guy on every flight. <laughs> and they're like, weren't you on that last flight? Like, why are well, you on US air marshals were catching him? They're, <laughs> yeah, they're like, like, hold on. Yeah, I saw you on this last you flight. Look familiar. Yeah, I've never seen you fly, but I see you flying all He's the like, time. No, move. I'll show you. I can fly. Yeah, I can fly. I'll show you. Prove it. <laughs> okay, we get it. Yeah, no, just sit it. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he starts to feel the heat. He's like, I've been doing this for a while. I made a lot of money. Like, he's like, he's like, I just lay low for a little bit. Okay. So he moves to Atlanta. And he rents an apartment. He's got tons of money. He gets yeah. a nice car, has all these nice clothes. And he realizes as he's renting this apartment, there's this, the form he has to fill out asks his occupation. And he's like, Frick, I have to have an occupation that justifies my nice car, all my good clothes, and all yeah. this stuff. And he's like, I can't put pilot because the thing. Occupation millionaire. <laughs> Entrepreneurs hadn't come out yet, so you couldn't just say that. Uh, <laughs> Entrepreneur, <laughs> and so. And, well, but do you also, remember the movie <laughs> Inspector Gadget? <laughs> How did you do that? No, idiot. Uh, Shrek two. <laughs> blank check. No, no, I did not. You don't know about blank I check? I remember that. No, the this. Uh, <clears throat> A kid on a bicycle, guys back now in a parking lot and hits him on the bicycle, and uh, and like wrecks his bike. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, come on, Mister, you got to pay for my new bike or whatever. Yeah, you know. So the guy writes him a check, but then gets distracted by something and gives him the check without filling it without out all the, the way. Mm. So now this kid has this blank check. Oh yeah, and, yeah, he, yeah. and he you know cashes it for like a million dollars. But there's some weird storylines in that. Uh, cause he, he bids against that guy for a house. So it's the guy bidding against his own money. Basically buys this house for half a million dollars and it's and a it's, kid, right? It's like a nineties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's that wasn't the, the storyline. That's a little weird though is that there's an adult female. Yeah, who I believe they kiss in that movie <laughs> and he's like he's like 11 dude, but he's a millionaire. 
So it doesn't he's matter. A millionaire. But he's a millionaire. But I'm yeah. saying like he bought a house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of holes in the story. You know, but <laughs> was this a Disney Channel movie? It was absolutely a Disney Channel original. <laughs> was it a Disney Channel original? I don't. It actually sounds know. like a Disney Channel original. Oh, That's what it sounds I know it like. sounds like. I know it feels like it was. Yeah. But uh, anyway. So anyways, so he uh, <laughs> he he's like on the occupation form is you have to put your occupation, but you also have to put your supervisor, the place of employment, their phone number, their address. He's like, oh, they're going to contact them. Yeah, and he's like, I don't so have he's a like supervisor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. hmm. <laughs> so what he does, hello, you know, he's just working on his voices. So what he does instead is he says, oh, no, I'm a pediatrician. He's like, I just sold my practice in LA and he's like, I'm going on a 12 month sabbatical and then I'm going to take it from there and see what I want to do next. Um, and he's like, but right now I'm in between, but I, I oh, just sold a excuse me. I'm a practice. hero. Yeah, I'm a hero. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I save kids from cancer. <laughs> I uh, no, I'm a hero. So uh, and so yeah, the the apartment was like, yeah, that sounds legit. Uh, and so they let him rent. There. Okay. Um, coincidentally, his neighbor his next door neighbor also a pediatrician. Is a pediatrician. Oh, of course. Uh, and so she he came goes, over. What equipment do you use? <laughs> <laughs> He's like uh, talking to her about uh, landing gear and flappers. Uh, you know, scissors and scalpels and um, mm, bedpans. Bedpans are a thing. Bedpans. I think uh, x-ray. X-ray or electric <laughs> general, general electric, electric just general electric. <laughs> what are you giving surgery to washing what? machines? <laughs> yes, but only um, if they're new, <laughs> only new oh, under ones. under five, <laughs> under five young only. Young oh, sorry. Do you hear pediatrician? I'm sorry. No, I'm, sorry, I'm a I'm a machine. I'm a machine. <laughs> <attrition. laughs> <Okay. laughs> Misunderstanding. So Sorry. luckily that first conversation I do make a lot of money that that first conversation. Luckily she didn't talk a lot of shop with him. Cool. Like she was just like, oh me too. That's crazy. Here's he's some, like he's a great. Here's some cookies I made. And so he goes to the library and he rents a bunch of pediatrician books and starts learning as many pediatrician words as he can. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> pediatrician words. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about, dude? Just <laughs> Ooh, this is oh, a good pediatrician word. Scoliosis. Uh, what do you mean? Just learning pediatrician words. So then they they create this friendship and they talk pediatrician stuff all the, the time together. Um, and he's got no cards. <laughs> like. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Scalpel. <laughs> yeah, I love scalpel. <laughs> scalpel. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so they they sparked this friendship about 6 months in. Um she is going on maternity leave. And, and the hospital like, I'll take care of your baby. She does I'll the, deliver your baby. <laughs> she does the overnight shift at the hospital. Um but they don't have any other pediatricians that are available for the overnight. So they have to hire someone else. Stop and so it. she says, Hey, I know a guy who's not working right now. Who's a pediatrician. Yeah, he and loves she, hot dogs and <laughs> he knows what scalpels are. Yeah, he knows a lot about washing machines actually, which yeah. is crazy. Um, and so she recommends him for the job and they bring him in for an interview and she had such a strong uh, 
Um, recommendation? Yeah. Well, she had such a strong reputation at this hospital. It didn't matter how well this interview went. The interview, they had no technical questions. It was kind of a just get to know you, make sure this person's like a person. Hey, so uh, you a Braves fan? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've been trying to get rid of her, get some more boys in here. So, uh, you golf? Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. What equipment you use? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. So. <laughs> Hey, it's me again. Thanks for being here for this episode. Uh, if you like what we're doing, it does cost us money to do this. Uh, and so just think about that. You know, that's it. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, we have Patreon supporters and it really helps us to make this show possible. Honestly, we're so grateful for everyone who listens to the show, uh, but there's uh, there's people who um, want to make more of it happen and so they financially support the show and, and you get a lot back for it. You get our private discord uh, where we chat every day. We're hanging out and just getting to bond and hang out. We also do live zoom hangouts for our Patreon supporters. You get exclusive merch. Uh, it's a good time. There's a lot. There's a lot in it for you um, and, and it's a lot in it for us because we get to know you better. You know, you're not just a, a number and a stat board or whatever, but you know, you're our friends and we appreciate you a lot. So consider doing that. Um, if not, then you can listen to this dumb little ad because that's how we're going to get money from you. We're going <laughs> to leech from you either way. We're going to get paid. We're in this for the cold hard cash, baby. <laughs> anyway, here's an ad. How do they how do they get it though? I realized I forgot to put a CTA in mind. Oh, damn you were doing it. Yeah, they can text Tillin to six six eight six six. Thanks, Jaren. Okay, so he now is, so he is a gig. pediatrician. He got the gig for like three months uh, to take over for her on maternity leave, and his plan was honestly a lot like Walter Demera. Just watching ER. It's not even on yet. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a lot like Walter Demera. He he had like ten nurses on his team, a couple of doctors that were on residency, like learning how to do it, and he just leaned on them for like three months. Walked around. And he's, like, he's like, "What I, do you think?" He's like, "I would scribble some stuff on some clipboards. I'd sign off on some things. Scribble some stuff. And on yeah, clipboards. I'd walk in and I'd ask." You <laughs> <laughs> just turn it around and it's just straight up gibberish, dude. He's a doctor. Doctors have bad handwriting. Ipsum. <laughs> He's just <laughs> writing garbage, dude. Turn around, it's drawings of Mickey Mouse. He's also just, just a fan. big fan. Uh, Always wanted to go to Disney World. So, uh, uh, and then, and then the same thing, leaning on his doctors, like he'd be like, "Well, what's your opinion on this? What's your plan?" Yeah, I agree. That's a good call. Do that. Uh, and he never actually did any any procedures or anything while he was there. He just signed off on stuff and said, "Yeah, that's good. That's great." Um, did this for the full maternity leave. Well, at the end of the maternity leave, the pediatrician, she decided that she wanted to be a stay at home mom and She's like, I so, just like this kid <laughs> too much. And so it left an opening and they offered him this my fourth time. kid. This is the only one I've liked. <laughs> I guess I'll stay home. They offered him the full time role and he took it like and, salary. He's getting yeah. paid a legitimate yeah. paycheck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he took this. Did role. he did he like when you go to a doctor's office, they've yeah. got like their diploma and stuff. Yeah, framed. so he forged all his documents. Oh, so he he yeah. he turned in documents. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so okay. he forged all that stuff. Sure. Um, I think he said he went to BYU. I think is where Brigham Young. Okay, great. Sure, yeah. good for you, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, are you Mormon? This, uh, what, what's that? What is, what is um, washing machines? 
Do I you, know I use General Electric. Do you pray? <laughs> uh, so he uh, he does this for a year. Um, and he ends up quitting his job because a full year. Yeah, because at the end of the year, the reason he quit his job, he was on an overnight shift. Um, a kid came in with a broken leg or something to the ER, and so they asked him to come down to the ER and help out with it. Yeah, and so he shows up, and it kind of scarred him. And he was like, he's like, I can't. He's like, he's like, I'm just out here doing a little bit of fraud. He's like, I don't want to mess some kid up because I sure. give them the wrong treatment. And so he quit the job and was like, I'm going to go be start a business or something. I'm, I'm done with this. Okay. And so he leaves <clears throat> and then he's like, well, now I got to figure out something else to do. Um, <sighs> over the course of this year, like he made a lot of good contacts in Atlanta um, and one of what them, other high, like he's just choosing just two high stakes of jobs. <laughs> You know, like in an emergency, <laughs> if he's got to pilot that plane, he's killing everybody. Yeah, that's true. In an emergency, if he's got a pediatric, he's gonna kill Pedi- a kid. Pediatric. If he's got a pediatric, <laughs> I don't know. Pediatric. Pediatric. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna he's gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Okay. Uh, so he he leveraged his new relationship. Construction manager. He, he leveraged all the relationships he had, and was like, it was like I'm really good friends with the Atlanta DA. Uh, and so he's like, he's like, maybe I could be a, the a, president an attorney. <laughs> and so uh, they were like, yeah, he's like, he, they're like, if you, you have your doctor, how old is he at this point? Cause I mean, what's the, what's the time? Like he's early twenties. 20, yeah. So he's 22? Like 20, yeah. 23, 22, something like that. Uh, and so uh, he goes to uh, the DA and they're like, well, you already have your doctorate. So if you could just test the bar and pass the bar, then you can be an attorney. Oh, he's still using his documents from yeah, from yeah, because he was doctoring. Doctor. Okay, yeah, and they're like, he's got could- his doctored <laughs> doctor. <laughs> he's got his doctored doctorate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so he's like, he's like, okay, I'll take the bar. And so he took the bar three times, kept failing. How how is he forging these things? I don't know. It's the seventies. It's easier to forge. I guess yeah, I'm, I I'm imagining like freaking magazine <laughs> clips like a ransom letter, <laughs> you know, like just says Brigham Young and it's like yeah. a whole bunch of different fonts like he's at least doing it well enough and the checks too. like he's at least <clears throat> doing it well enough. Yeah, it's passing. He knows he knows how to forge a document. He's been doing it since he was 16, so he knows how to forge a document. I guess. Point. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and so he uh, he takes the bar three times keeps failing finally passes the bar. Um, like legitimately passes legitimately it? passes the bar and does it because he took it over and over again and learned what to study. Um, allegedly, he has a photographic memory. Allegedly, um, according to who? Him. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which I mean, he was getting away with all this stuff, so y- you have to assume he at least can memorize. He's smart. Yeah, he's got a big brain. <laughs> Right, that's a cool hat you got. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing it up. So odd job hats <laughs> for large heads, for big brains. You know, if you got a pediatric, <laughs> then you need odd job hats. That's their slogan, dude. Has <laughs> no, nothing to do with kids, bro. But if you got a pediatric, odd job hats. Always remember that, dude. Oh, I was wondering where I heard that word before. It's oddjobads.com. Anyway, oh, so. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets the job at the DA, and he becomes an assistant attorney. Okay. For the district attorney. (laughs) Um, 
and uh, does this for a couple years. Was on like thirty different cases. Uh, was never like the attorney. He was an assistant. He was just yeah, a yeah. part. He was just a part of it. He was doing sure. He got to play. Put me in coach, right? Um, and then, but he's getting paid a legitimate <laughs> paycheck. Yeah, yeah. He's um, not forging checks anymore. No. Well, he's still doing that on the side. Like he's still doing that sometimes. But to, <laughs> a little on the at side. this point, okay. So it's all predicated on him <clears throat> having these fake degrees. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. he's still doing something illegal at this point. Oh, a hundred percent. It's built okay. on an illegal foundation, but he's doing sure. something legally legal ish. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> he has a legal job illegally. If that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> does it for a couple years ends up saying, I think I've cooled down enough. I can go back to the flight thing because that was fun, more fun. And so he quits sure. that puts the pilot uniform back on and he says, you know what would be more Still fun this fits. time? <clears throat> he says, you know, what would be more fun this time. What if I actually flew the plane, he said, if I had a crew and so he goes to Arizona State University and he wears his uniform and he says he's recruiting flight attendants. <laughs> What? <laughs> and he For puts, what purpose? He puts together a team. I want of like a posse. Six flight attendants. I want <laughs> an entourage. <laughs> you know, he puts together like a team of like six flight attendants to fly with them everywhere. What are they going to do when they get to the airport? <laughs> I don't know. Just He's hang like, out yeah, no, me and these seven gals <laughs> are dead. And they're like, uh, we only have two seats over yeah, on this flight. But this is my flight crew. They have to but, come. But these are my. This is my crew. Yeah, they're like, they're like, there's no flight that needs this. Hey, I don't flight attendants. Listen, I already pro- they listen. You, know, <laughs> I, you can't let no, you can't. I mean, I like, can't like, I, like know, what am I gonna look do? Look at their sad faces. Look Ask me about my hat. Do you like my hat? <laughs> Use code pilot. I heard Check you're out. a fan. You're a you're a person who takes PD action. You know. <clears throat> what are you talking? Why? What's the purpose of this crew? I don't know. He's like twenty something. He just wanted a bunch of girls. Just wants girls around. around. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he starts flying all over the and world. And this again. is the time when like. Flight attendants was like the thing to yeah. do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All the pretty girls became flight attendants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now they become influencers. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So he started traveling the world again. Did the? I mean, like, the so but the <laughs> hold on. The no, I'm on the I'm on the the flight attendants still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. at some point they got to realize that they're not flight attend. <laughs> they're not attending any flights. <laughs> I mean, they're attending. <laughs> To the flight. But I mean, uh, I think what you was would going think on. at some point in this whole thing. How did he get them uniforms? How did you know? Also, they'd never been trained anything. You know, what I'm saying he trained them. He he was thinking about those flights and 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 being like, okay, now look, see see what the flight attendant's doing right now. That's what you'll be doing, and like explaining, like acting like he's training them on those flights. They would get somewhere. And I don't know. He put him up in a hotel, and then he'd be like, "I'm gonna go fly somewhere tonight. I'll pick you up tomorrow." Like, we'll make out tomorrow or something. <laughs> yeah, something weird. Like, so he has his own little mini cult. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And they're traveling around, and this is when uh, Interpol starts to realize, "Hey, none of your checks are legit, and also you're flying all over the place with all these people, but you're never flying." That seems you know? very dangerous to have that many people involved. What I'm saying, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's it, he's getting that's, careless. That's quite a bit of attention. <clears throat> yeah, he's getting very careless. 
So it, I mean, you're exactly right. The in Sweden they caught him. They were like, they're like, hey, yeah, you, in you're Sweden? not real. You're, yeah, they're like, you're not real. He's like, yeah, I am. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. You can feel me right now. You feel me? Touch my hands. <laughs> Come on, Thomas. Come on. <laughs> or is it like Tomas? Tomas. Come on, uh, Tomas. What do they say in Sweden? So they he he in Sweden it's stupid names. <laughs> he tried to you get know? deported uh, for the crimes, and they were like, "No, you committed crimes here. You He's have like, to no, serve no, no, a prison me. sentence here." And so he served three months in prison there. Oh, what happened to the girls? I think they I think they sent them home because they weren't doing any crimes. They were just They're like, "Do you guys know what's right. going on here?" And they were like, "No." <laughs> And they're like that guy's not a pilot. He tricked you, and then <gasps> what? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you were saying like at a certain point they had to have known. Yeah, they were just getting a trip around the world for free. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, it's one of those things where you're like, nah, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, you know, the don't deal. say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, he serves three months in a Swedish prison, which was apparently the conditions were terrible. Um, and then after he does his three month sentence, uh, the UK was like, we want him too. And so they shipped him off to the UK and he served six months in the UK. And then after that, the US was like, we want him too. And so they shipped him off to the US. Um, and he gets booked in this prison back in Atlanta, actually. Um, and he gets booked in this prison. And when they got him to the, they took him to the, the FBI took him to the prison. And this peculiar thing happened when, when they got there. He was the like, agent, hey, I'm the warden. <laughs> Take these cuffs off me right now. <laughs> and the warden was like, really? the warden was like, I'm the, really? I'm the warden. That man's a fraud. <laughs> Get him. And everybody was like, everybody was looking at him. They're like, which one? Uh, I can't something's tell. Going on <laughs> mm. They look similar. Kill them both. No, that's not. <laughs> That's not the right one. You're not Cut the mother. Cut him in half. Nah, I was going there. You got where I was going. You got where I was going. Um, so, so he's in. He this peculiar thing happened. The FBI came to drop him off, but okay. the agent forgot the paperwork, and so they were like, "We can't actually book him without having like the paperwork of his crimes." And so they said, "Here, what if we've got like like the airport like waiting area? They're like, what if we book him in there?" And we can't we can't print them. We can't put them in his suit or anything. Sure, but he can wait there while you go back up to D.C. Get the paperwork, come back down, and get him. So it'll be a few days while you're here. At the just hanging out at the airport. Yeah, not not the airport, the prison. So he's in the prison's like waiting area, like in the United you're States. Get, yeah, in Atlanta. <clears throat> and so while he's there, he still is able to get a visitor, like all this stuff. And so his girlfriend, he calls her, has her come visit him. When did he get a girlfriend? Well, this was from when he lived in Atlanta. So his he girlfriend had a, from he had Atlanta, Atlanta girlfriend. He had an Atlanta girlfriend, and she was just fine with him flying around with all these flight attendants. I don't think she knew about the flight attendants. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I don't think she knew about him either. I don't think she knew about any of the lies. Oh, I um, think she was in on it. <laughs> and so he asked her. He said, "He said, hey, um, we got, we've got. Can you a, come tell him I'm a pediatrician. <laughs> we've got a chance here because he's still in a suit. We like need he a hasn't chance. got. He hasn't got booked for anything. And so he says, here's what I need you to do. Uh, he says." I need you to go to this print shop. Tell him that your dad is this FBI agent. He knows this FBI agent by name because it's the one who booked him. And uh, he's like, he's like, I need you to go, uh, go to this print shop. Tell him your dad just got a new job, uh, and that uh, you want to get him his new business cards for his new job as an FBI agent. Like surprise him with these nice new business cards. 
and uh, put your phone number on that as the phone number. And she was like, okay. And so she went <laughs> and she got these cards printed. <laughs> this is what Ray would do for me. This is no questions asked. Just <clears throat> sure thing. Yeah, got you. Uh, but then and she'd mess up the phone number. Is what she would she probably do. <laughs> she would put the wrong number on She's it. She's dyslexic. She would, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then he's like, he's like, also make one from a different shop. Make one for a prison inspector. Um, and he's like, put my name on it. Put my phone number, all my information on it for a prison inspector. And he's like, she's like, okay. So she comes back to the visitation, drops them off. These two business cards. What are you um, talking about? Drops them off. Like, <laughs> oh, she's got the business cards in her. Yeah. Purse or yeah. something. Yeah, and so she sneaks him, and, and he's not even in his cell. So it's like he's just waiting in the waiting room, and so she shows up and is like, "Hey, here's, here's your business, business cards. cards." And so she's like, "Did you did you need these for some? Are you a prison inspector? <laughs> I didn't know you. When were did you become a prison inspector? You know, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I was in Sweden." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah, when I was in Sweden, I got into it. it was yeah, like I was looking around and I was like, man, I just love these prisons. <laughs> you know." And so he That's says, where I've been all this time getting trained and here's the deal when the FBI dropped him off. They didn't have the paperwork and the FBI agent left without him and he stayed in his suit and he said immediately the rest of the prison guards at this prison thought he was a prison inspector. And that was a common thing at the time because the prison conditions were so bad. There were like basically health inspectors for prisons that would go undercover and be prisoners to see what the situation was like in the prison and then Expose how bad they were. It's like sixty days in. Um, and yeah, but these were like legitimate jobs. Sure. And so everybody was like, "Yeah, okay, prison inspector. Like you're a prisoner. We'll we'll put you in once he comes back with your paperwork." Like, and then so if he got these cards back, and so he finally like went to one of the guards, and he's like, "Hey, you guys were right. I'm a prisoner inspector. Here's my business card. Can I speak to the warden?" And he was like, I knew it. And he's like, yeah. And so he took him to the warden. The warden's like, we were right. He's a bit, he's a, he's a prison inspector. And the warden was like, oh really? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, I actually, here's my business card. He's like, I actually need to talk to that FBI agent. There's an important matter we're handling. Just saw it in the news. I can't talk anything about it, but I saw a report about it that he and I, we need to have a discussion about. Here's his business card. Can you call him for me so I can have a conversation with him? And he was like, he's like, we knew it. We knew you were a prison inspector the whole time. Yeah, let me call me calls. And it hits his girlfriend. Right. She answers as like reception at the FBI, and he's like, "Yeah, can you patch?" So me she's through? in on it. Can you patch me through to this guy? And she's like, "Yeah." And so she like pretends to patch him through, and the guy hands the phone to him, and he just has a conversation with her for like ten minutes and pretends it's this other yeah. FBI agent. And then he's like, "Okay, thanks." <clears throat> and he was like, "Yeah, he'll come by tomorrow to pick me up." And they're like, "Okay." And so then the next day, she rolled up, uh, and she's like, "Hey, I'm." With the FBI picking up the prison, I'm inspector. with the FBI. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they like, just go. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, the prison inspector." Then they go to his cell, <laughs> right, to go get him. <laughs> Open it. Cell's empty. <laughs> Behind the poster on the wall is a tunnel. <laughs> it's been dug over the three days. <laughs> no, yeah, and they just let him walk out and get in the car and drive away. And then he's and then the FBI the comes back. <laughs> I'm like, where's that prisoner at? And they're like, he was a prison inspector. Like, yeah, you picked him up. Your assistant came and got him. <laughs> and he was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, blonde girl, probably mm, out of seven out of ten. And <laughs> she, <the> 70s. She, <laughs> she came and, and picked him up. And uh, yeah, you talked on the phone. 
yeah, you guys talked on the phone for a while and they were like, he conned you. He's in prison for being a con man. You, you remember that, right? <laughs> and he was like, look, look, I don't know. Like, all job. I know is that that kid had cancer and he had to go. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your pediatrician. Oh, the pediatrician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> he ends up getting caught uh, and gets put How in much later? for 12 years, a couple months, couple months later, gets a 12 year sentence serves five years, gets put let out on parole for good behavior. Um, come to find out part of the terms of his parole was an FBI contract to help them track down scam artists, uh, white collar fraud. Oh, and that went so well that after his parole ended, he started a business called Abigail Abigail and Associates and they do consulting for banks and businesses to help find possible frauds in their organizations and protect themselves from from fraud. And he's built like a 10 What's he doing business. like a better call Saul <laughs> than we talking about? He's like, who better to know felons than a felon? <laughs> How do you do felons? And here's the deal. His business uh, did so well that a biographer approached him and was like, I want to write your story. Sure. And so the biographer writes a story and uh, lo and, and behold, did you read it. Actually, I'd write it. Yeah, yeah, I read it. I knew this whole story because <laughs> I read his biography. You know, a couple times in it, he accidentally typed me instead of <laughs> Frank. He wrote the book. He wrote the book. It's an autobiography. <laughs> the biographer yeah. wrote it and then a very important person read this biography uh, and in 2002 produced the movie Catch Me If You Can starring Leonardo DiCaprio. It was Steven Spielberg read oh. the book and adapted it into a movie. Spielberg can read. <laughs> I thought he made movies because he couldn't do that. <laughs> and so uh, it became this huge deal and he started getting booked on all these speaking events. He speaks all over the nation. Dude, that's, the world. Exa- that's exactly why <clears throat> Wolf on Wall Street guy yeah. was like, you know what got Frank Abagnale back on track? Yeah, was a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> And he goes, what if you what guys, if what if you guys told my story? Tell my story in a movie. Then yeah, and now yeah. he goes and speaks. Who do you everywhere. think would play you? <coughs> um, um, uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I can see your brain working as if you're talking about a movie about you. No one will watch that movie. <laughs> I'm talking about who would play you in the movie about me. Yeah, yeah, I knew what you're saying, Leo. I knew it, yeah. and you would be. Uh, I don't know, John C. Riley, probably. <laughs> you know, just because. Listen, you don't got to look anything like the guy. Yeah, yeah, Pull no, the no, picture no. Of, of Frank Abagnale again. Uh, here he is with one of his stewardesses. Yeah. Honestly, I think he looks a lot like the Firefest kid. Uh, Billy McFarland or whatever. That's one of the stewardesses. Crazy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which is kind of crazy. Here he is. He actually had committed a lot of different frauds. He was a professor for a little bit. Here he oh. is as a pilot. Here he is in as the doctor's office, uh, and then in the law school. Um, here he's he got is. the headphones. He's in the cockpit. That's him behind the the yoke. Yeah. Uh, he ended up on Johnny Carson. Like he got famous because he was so good at this crime. This is this is post crime though. This is post crime. So he got caught. He got out, and then and he, which one is he? Uh, he's the host. <laughs> uh, here he is with Leo. Leo played him in the movie. Here he is. With Why his we go back to that? Why does Leonardo DiCaprio look so psychotic in this picture? Because he's young. This was, who's when he was bu- young. Look at who's <laughs> behind <laughs> behind him. <laughs> Yeah, those are some scary. Is that Marco Robbie? I think it is actually. Here's the deal, though. Um, after oh wait, the movie was that came out, was that uh, Martin Sheen behind him too? I think it might be. I actually think it might be. Okay. Yeah, 
Um, here's the thing, though. After the movie came out, uh, an independent journalist was like, "Hmm, has anybody verified this. any of this?" <laughs> no. <laughs> so this journalist went and looked for the paper trail and was like, "There's a lot of major organizations that were involved in all these scams." And he's like, "Let me look into this." And Stop. so he traced it and eventually wrote this article and a bunch of other jur- independent journalists came and verified on their own. We're like, yeah, the, we've, we followed the paper trail too. This story is the true story. And here's what actually happened. <laughs> what? Let me tell you what actually happened. So when he was 16, he ran away from home and uh, he committed, he, he committed uh uh, and you can fraud fraud your way into a Spielberg movie. <laughs> and so he, when he was 16, he ran away from home and he attempted Grand Theft Auto. Did not succeed. Attempted Grand Theft Auto. Got three months in jail. Oh, okay. Uh, he got arrested. Okay, I didn't I didn't know if you just didn't know how to drive stick. <laughs> no, he got arrested. Got three months in jail. Got out and realized real crime was too hard. Yeah, and so he started doing tech fraud. He tried to murder a couple of people. <laughs> He's couldn't like, go that through was with it. So tough. He's like, dude, come it. That was too hard. Like, the pediatrician in me can't do it. So then he went to check fraud. So he went to check fraud, and he was just defrauding um, uh, friends and family members and small businesses. Uh, and he got caught lots. Like he did like a three month stint, six month stint, all these different stints in prison. Um, oh, for so his he check got caught yeah, often. He, he kept getting caught for his check frauds. Uh, and uh, after a few years, he was like, oh, the reason I'm getting caught so much is because I'm targeting these individuals and small businesses where they notice when $200 yeah. doesn't make sense. He's like, I need to target something bigger. So he went and he got a fake Pan Am uniform made just at some like seamstress. So he didn't actually <clears throat> and he never took a flight. What he did was he just walked into the bank wearing that uniform and faked the checks. And he what was the picture of him in the plane though uh, that that was after so after the story came out he went and like did this press tour. He's like, yeah, look, I'm in the plane and they're like <laughs> and they're like, yeah, let's get a picture of you in the plane. Let's get a picture of you at, at like a hospital so or in a law just, place and then they said so he so never did any of that. He went and he cashed about thirty five hundred dollars worth of checks for Pan Am and Pan Am noticed and called the FBI and the FBI arrested him and put him in jail for 10, 12 years. Same thing happened here though. Five years later, he gets let out on parole for good behavior. He gets out on parole, tries check fraud again, and breaks parole, goes back to jail, does another six months in jail, gets out and says, You know what? I think I've got a better idea. And so, what he does is he goes to a local bank in Oklahoma City and he tells them, Hey, I just got done with a contract with the FBI. I'm a former felon. I spent time in prison for check fraud. Uh, I can help you spot check fraud in your bank. And he's like, here's what I'll do. If I don't find anything, you owe me nothing. I'll walk away. And he's like, but if I find something, pay me $50 and just promise to tell your friends. And so he builds a business where spotting then, check frauds for small banks. But, uh, then, but then what you could do is you just send somebody in with a fake check. <laughs> yeah, and make it look like you're catching these check frauds. I don't, I don't know if that's what he was doing. But he was just going to small banks and he was a contractor for them consulting, helping them spot check fraud because he really did know like the signs of what check fraud was because he did it. Did it. Um, and so he built a name for himself in Oklahoma City as this consultant spotting check fraud. Well, uh, he wanted to expand his business, so he hired a biographer 
to write this story about his life and told the biographer this story. And the biographer was just like, okay, and wrote it. And it hit the New York Times bestseller list and he got the movie and it made him uber famous. And <laughs> he started getting all the talk show stuff. He got a press tour. Companies like Google, AT&T were hiring him for speaking events and started hiring his company to like consult on fraud and like security and all this stuff. And he was just like, yeah, we we're doing it. We made it. Here's the craziest part about the I story. I used to be a liar. <laughs> I used to be a very big liar. Here's, here's the thing about the story. They highlighted this in the early 2000s and he's still doing it because this story, like if you go to their website, Abigail and Associates, it tells the story as he told the story. If you look at the book, it tells the story as the book. And a lot of people see the book, they see the website, and they just believe it. They don't go look any further than that. And so they keep hiring. He keeps getting hired on these consultant gigs. He keeps getting hired for these speaking engagements. In 2018, Amway announced, or not Amway, AARP <laughs> announced him as their fraud specialist agency. And they are monitoring all of their members for fraud. But it's a fraud. Well, I mean, he's good at it now, though. Ah, uh, I mean, kinda. <laughs> and so, for the greater part of the well, early two I mean, thousands and the twenty ten, let's be honest, though, he's good at it. I mean, I guess. he frauded Spielberg. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, the greater part of the two thousands, the two thousand tens, he was like the face. Of financial security and would do conferences and speaking engagements, probably making six figures off these uh, each of these engagements because they're for Google, they're for Microsoft, they're for Bank of America. Google has a Google session still on YouTube with him that actually has a disclaimer on it now, but they're not taking it down. Um, and he did like a full career as this expert and built what's probably an eight-figure business. So he's frauding around about fraudulent fraud. Yeah, to say I can protect you from fraud because I know how to fraud better than all the frauds fraud. But by <laughs> him frauding, <laughs> he's potentially stopping fraud. But but here's my theory though. Honestly, a, the AARP partnership, I bet he's check fraud in that. I bet he's also frauding that cuz he's been a fraud fraud. <laughs> He's the fraud father. <laughs> Honestly, though, that's a hundred percent what his next book's called. The fraud, the fraud father. father. That's freaking funny. And he still backs it up. He still says, "Hey, there's a lot of misconceptions about me. There's a lot of things that like lot people of, say. Lot of, lot of lies out Here's there. Here's the true story. Here's what happens. Yeah. Me, airport, hot dogs. <laughs> All right, that's what you got to know." I got caught in Sweden. (laughs) Yeah, I got caught. You know, I was in Atlanta. (laughs) I was in Georgia. I had to throttle off the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Things alone last night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker and graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things I Learned Last Night.